Okay, good morning everyone. Let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Samach Kimmel. Today is Daf Samach Dalit. We'll do a review of yesterday's Daf. Get to today's. We'll have in mind before Shlema for Hadassah Basranya, Michal Abiba Bas, Yehudis, and Amy Bas Dvora, and all else who need a refuah. And with that, we're starting off with the story at the bottom of the page of uh, Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva, in his youth, he was an Amharit. And he was a shepherd at the house of Ben Kalba Savoa. Ben Kalba Savoa was a very wealthy man. And, um, and the daughter of, uh, of Ben Kalba Savoa noticed something very special about Rabbi Kiva. As a, uh, even though... Um, the daughter of... The daughter of Ben Kalba Savoa, the rich boss... The daughter of the rich boss noticed that Rabbi Akiva had a lot of very special qualities. And she said, that she saw that he was tsenua, she saw that he was very good. Um, and uh, she said, if I, if I marry you, will you go study? And he said, yeah, fine. And um, so he, he, they, uh, she, she knew that her father would not, would not go for it. So she married him privately, and she and she sent him off to yeshiva. How the did father. She, how what? did she survive all these years? Very with a great difficulty. With great difficulty. That's the answer. With great difficulty. Okay. There's a lot of very interesting descriptions of how poor they were and how much suffering they did. It was not easy. Anyway, the father heard and he kicked her out of the house. No more credit cards for you. Sorry. And he made a vow not that she will not benefit at all from any of his property. Then uh, he went and studied 12 years in yeshiva. And when he came back, he was, uh, after 12 years, he had already amassed 12,000 students. Um, and uh, so we're talking about he was already uh, a huge star, Okay. Um, and he, while he was coming back, and he heard that there were that there was this elderly man who was talking to his wife, and uh, he overheard a conversation. And the conversation was, is that uh, how long are you going to live like a, like a, what's called an almanachaya, which means like you're a widow while your husband's alive. You have no husband to care for you to do anything for you, um, and you're and you're trying to live alone. You have no money. How long are you going to keep that up? And she said, if my husband would listen to me, he would go back for an additional 12 years to sit and learn. When he heard that, overheard that, he said, then I heard, uh, um, then, then that means I have permission. So he went back and studied for an additional 12 years. There's a famous... Uh, uh, he didn't have any children. That's not true. That's not true. Mm-mm. He had children. He had sons and daughters. This is, he didn't leave right away. Okay, this is, at some point, you know, she, he agreed to learn. They had children right away, and he went to study in yeshiva after having had a few kids. Okay? okay. You follow? Yeah, I mean, he had 12,000 Talmudians. He could have just stayed there and started studying yeshiva now. Right, that's enough, right? That's enough for yeshiva. It's decent size. Anyway, he went did, back. Did they follow him home? Yeah, well, yeah it sounds like it. Anyway, he went back. He says, okay, I'm not coming back yet. We're going to go back to Rebbe. Anyway, he went back for another 12 years. 
And uh, at this point, he amassed 24,000 students. And uh, he heard his wife, uh, his wife heard that he's coming. So um, the neighbor of the wife said, uh, you know, you look, you're dressed in rags. Maybe you should dress up a little nicely, you know, to meet your husband. So she said, don't worry. A tzaddik knows his animal's soul, meaning he'll recognize me, even in my rags. Sure enough, when, um, when, when she came to him, she fell on his face and was kissing his hem of his garment. And um, the, uh, the students of Rebbe Kiva were religious people, and it was against their religious sensibilities. Who's this strange woman? Kissing, uh, the, kissing the hem of the rabbi. It's like, no, it's not appropriate. So, um, so he told them, you should know, leave her, leave her be. All the Torah that I've got, as well as all of your Torah, is all her Torah. She has the merit of everything. Um, sure enough, um, her father heard that a great man, a big rabbi, came to town. So he said, let me go greet him. Maybe, I, I, you know, he started regretting and after all, he saw his daughter all the years were sitting in, you know, in poverty, his beloved daughter. He was, he was getting re- regretful about it. So... How did he let him go for so many years? Well, no, the rabbis can go for the later. I don't know. Anyway, years. the get. But that's the story. It's a kasha on the mice, you know? <laughs> that's what happened. Anyway... So he went to greet this rabbi, and he said, listen, I want you to be made for my nether against my daughter. So he said, Had you, let's say your son-in-law would become a great rabbi, would you still have made a vow? So he said, are you kidding? Even if you could learn one parrot mishnayis, even one halacha, it would have been okay. The guy was, was an Amaretz Gomer, he couldn't even read Ivra. So he said, well, guess what? Got news for you, I'm that guy. So he fell on his face and he kissed him. Um... And he went ahead and he gave him half of his wealth Who, to Rabbi Kiva. Kalba ben Kalba yeah. was very wealthy, gave half of his wealth to Rabbi Kiva. Over here? At this juncture. So was Rabbi Akiva during the destruction of the temple? Yeah. Or after? He was alive. Kalba was, was the one who survived. Yeah, no, no. He was, he was really. But he was a lot later. He died. With he was really Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva lived 120 years, so he was. He might have been alive, but he was learning in yeshivas already after the destruction of the base of Mikdash. Because think about it, Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai was the Rosh Yeshiva at the end of the destruction of the base of Mikdash. Right. That was Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai. Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai's Talmud was Rabbi Yezer ben Horkinus. Rabbi Yezer ben Horkinus was the Rabbi of Rabbi Akiva. So it's oh, really so he was really fair, so young, he was really young, so fair, young kid. Yeah, yeah kid, maybe as a young kid or something, right? But yeah. like uh, by, the, by this time he was after the right. Right. age forty, right? They were studying in Yavne. Yeah. Must have been about forty years old when he came back after twenty-four years in Yeshiva. No, he started at forty. <laughs> he started. At 40. He started for. <coughs> they were yeah. studying in Yavne. So he retired at sixty-four. An old man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the daughter. Okay, so uh, so so the daughter of Rabbi Kiva had yeah, almost this, a very similar story to Ben Azai. Um, they got betrothed, and uh, he only wanted to learn, and you know, and they said, "Look, that's how, you know, so the mother, the daughter takes after the mother." Anyway, um, Rabbi Yosef, the son of Rava, 
the father sent him to the Rebbe's house uh, to learn, and um, and he said six years, okay. And uh, after three years, he came on a fra- on erev yom kippur. Three years in yeshiva, came back on erev yom kippur, and he said, "Let me at least see my family." I mean, after all, I've been gone for six years, for three years. The father heard him, and he started trying to beat him up. It's like what? Should he? Uh, you're not sitting and learning. What do you mean? We made a deal six years. That was one shot. Anyway, the um, the the and that the the whole story was so upsetting that neither of them managed to eat their sudim of sekes at Erevim Kippur. The father was upset that the son was you know came back in the middle, and the son was uh, was you know wanted to see his wife and whatever, and he felt bad. Anyway, kids are they went hungry that Erevim Kippur. That's the story. Next halacha in the Mishnah is talking about somebody who is a meredes. So we'll see what, what it means. What, what is she rebelling against her husband? But in the ksuba, as, when it happens, so the ksuba starts going down. Um, how much does it go down? Seven dinarim every week. Okay, Rabbi Yudas says seven trepekin, trepekin every week. We'll see how much that is. Um, um, and it keeps going down until the ksuba is back to zero. Okay, and then he divorces her without a ksuba. Rabbi Yerzi says you can continue to go down, even past the ksuba, and she'll go into negative territory. Why? Because if somehow she, you know, she, she gets a great Yerusha, so then he'll collect it, he'll make money on it. Okay, and that's uh, true in both directions. If the husband is rebellious against his wife, so then, as that will go on, it adds on the ksuba. How much does it add on? Three dinarim per Shabbos. And Rebuta says three tripikin. So they're also saying the same amount. One, one in dinar or tripik. Okay, we'll see. But uh, the Gemara will ask, why is there a difference between the woman and the man? The woman who rebels, Quality. it's seven. And the man who rebels, it's, it's almost half, right? Three. So what is she rebelling from? That's the first question. So Rafuna says... Relations. She does refuse to have relations. Rabbi Yisroel says malacha. She refuses to do the malacha that's expected of her. The chores. Okay. And um, what is married alishtai? If it's tashmish, I get it. But if it's uh, malacha, he doesn't have to do malacha for his wife. So the Gemara says, no. He says, I'm not uh, feeding you. Any zan any mefarnis. Okay. Um, um, I'm not feeding you, um, and I'm not uh, going to take care of all your needs. Basically, he's not res- he's not re- uh, uh, taking care of all of her food expenses. That's the rebelliousness. So Rav says, but if you say that, uh, you have to give the ksuba right away. So the Gemara says, not right away. It takes time, right? You first you want to see. Maybe uh, you know you have to ask him. You know, so that's what, till then. In the meantime, it starts the ksuba starts growing. That's the idea. So the Gemara is a question. It says that Arusa, Nesua, Nida, Chola, Shomer, Siyavam, all of those cases are, um, are, 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 are in, the, in the grouping of Amoredes. So the question is, if you talk about Tashmish, I understand the Chola. But if, um, if you're talking about Melacha, so then Chola uh, can't do Melacha anyway. So why would, she be, um, why would she be subject to this? So the Gemara says, what do you mean? And if it's Tashmish, um, uh, so it must be like this. If it's Tashmish, everybody agrees that that qualifies as Meredes. The Machlokis is whether Melacha also is Meredes or not. And that was the Sophic. 
Okay. So he said, if she's a Meredith al Baila, so it's, the Ksuba starts going down seven dinarim a Shabbos. And Rebuda says seven Trumpikin. Um, then they went back and says that uh, it's uh, basically what they did is, what, the, what they ruled is, is that instead of just di- diminishing her Ksuba, they make a, they publicize it four weeks in a row. And then the Bezin says, you should know that even if your ksuba is a hundred money, you're going to lose it all. And we don't make a distinction, a rusa, nesua, even a nida, or chala, even shmer siyava. And Rabbi Chir Bar Yosef says to Shmuel, what do you mean? But a nida, you can't do relations. So the Gemara says, that's true, but it, it's a big difference between uh, paspasalo and not paspasalo. Paspasalo means you have bread in your basket. In other words, yes, it's true that while she's nida, she's also with him, but at least he knows that she's she's not, you know, uh, she he could really have relations, you know, if, if once she's better. And if she's saying no, then that even that's still still suffering. Okay, Rabbi Barachama says that's not that we only do it in in, sin, in shuls and base measures. And Rabbi says because it says Arba Shabbos. Why does it say Shabbos? Because Shabbos is when you're in shul and base class and base measures. Um, now, Rabbi Barachama says sometimes we'd send from Bezdin uh, before the Achraza um, and oh, after the Achraza. Okay, so before the announcement and after the announcement. Okay, anyway. Um, but, the, uh, the announcement is only on her and not on him. We, so, no, we're talking about a case where she's rebelling. Because that's she what the mission is talking about. We're going back about. to that particular case. That yeah. particular case, right. <coughs> so, anyway, um, and so Rabbi Nachman, Baruch says that we, that's how we paskin, but Rabbi says, wrong. We don't. We're not going to make it a public display of this. It's inappropriate. And uh, what's wrong? Um, I said it over. This is Rabbi Nachman. Yitzchak says, what do you mean? I said it over. And it's, uh, I, I said it in the name of Rabbi Yosef Rabbi so the Gemara says, you're right, but Rabbi disagrees on, on that. He says, uh, Rabbi says the name of Sheshes, that the Allah is you, you ask her about it. And, um, you know, privately. And Rav Sheshes, uh, it's about, it's Machlokas. Is it Nimlachimba? That's Rav Hunibar Yehuda Shita, or Rav Sheshes the Shita, that it's Allah has a Nimlachimba. What's the case of Meredes? So, first of all, it's not just. The, the, the case is, is limited. She has to say that it's uh, that I'm just trying to cause him pain. I know he wants to have relations. That's why I don't want to. You know, like it's a rebellious nature of it. But if she says that I I, I can't because he's too disgusting, so then then we cannot force her to to you know to 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 be with somebody that she finds disgusting. She needs to um, so like I feel like you can't force her. Um, and therefore, basically, what happens is, um, you, divor- the you you she'll get divorced and without exuv. So Marzutra says we do force. Story goes that Marzutra did that and uh, um, to be with her husband, and um, in the end, it worked out. Reb Chanina Misura came from that union. Okay, but that's not true. It was a special exception. That's what Gemara says. It was a special siyata deshmaya. Apparently, there's more to the story there. Anyway, the daughter-in-law of Rav Zvid, very you know actual story, Rav Zvid's daughter-in-law rebelled on her husband, and uh, she took one garment. You know, because obviously we said that she gets divorced without anything, 
and she took her garment, and Amemer and Marzutra and Vasha were there, and Rav Gamda was there also, and they said, what do you mean? She was my redas, so she lost everything. Not only that, even the worn-out clothes she loses, and that are, you know, like last year's clothes or whatever. Um, and Rav Gamda said in the name of Zvid, um, he says, because, no, Rav Gamda said, because Rav Zvid is such a great man, you're, you're being, um, you're trying to butter him up? What do you mean? It's not right what you just did to make her lose what she took. Uh, it was a Shiloh. Rabbi asked it as a question. That was a Bayou de Loyevshet. That wasn't answered. You know, we don't even have a clarity on that. And, um, and that's the version A of the story, that Rav Gamda rebuked them for ruling in Rav Zvid's favor. The version B is, is that they said that, um, that, she should, that she does get to keep it, and that's where Rav Gamda said, because Rav Zvid's so nice, he's such a great man, and he's going to be easygoing. Yo, you went against him in halacha? Uh, it's a shayla. Anyway, the bottom line is, is that since it was not clear who the halacha is, so the rule is, is that if she actually took it, she should get to keep it. And if she didn't take it, we wouldn't give it to her. That's basically the, that's, that's the story. We do wait for a full year um, before uh, the get. Um, and during that year, um, and during that year, we, um, she is not entitled to any Mizonos from the husband. And that is the story. That's where we got up to yesterday, I think. I'm assuming.